Hi, I'm Annie Fitzsimmons. I'm your Washington Realtors Legal Hotline lawyer. And this is another episode in our series entitled Busting Industry Myths. And here is today's myth. So long as there is adequate disclosure and good guardrails set up on the interaction between brokers and both parties, a dual agency relationship will not cause harm to the seller. So in other words, I can be a dual agent and I can do a good job of making disclosures and I can toe that line of not advocating on behalf of either party. And if I do all of that as the listing broker, now dual agent, that I can get through the entirety of this relationship without causing harm to the seller. That's wrong. A dual agency relationship will in almost every single transaction expose seller to at least potential harm. How come? Because the dual agent will more than likely participate with buyer in any inspection of the home by opening the home, by keeping an eye on the inspector and the buyer while they're in the home, by overhearing conversation, by assisting buyer in reviewing that inspector report, and by helping buyer create the inspection response form that asks seller for concessions associated with the findings in buyer's inspection report. And if that sale fails, then seller now, through their listing broker, is exposed to that inspection report created by the sale failed buyer's inspector. So how is that a problem? Well, what is an inspection report? An inspection report is one inspector's opinion of the condition of seller's property. Right or wrong, it is the inspector's opinion of the condition of seller's property. And in every inspection report, there is one person on the planet that the inspector is the most concerned about protecting. Who is that one person? That one person is the inspector, which is why inspection reports are always written anticipating what could be problems within seller's home. Certainly inspectors identify existing problems, but they also identify what could be problems. And so the inspector's inspection report tends to create uh, shadows at least over the condition of seller's property by inspector anticipating what could be a problem, even if they don't see actual evidence of the problem. Or maybe they're not certain about the evidence they see, whether it actually leads to the problem that they are speculating about. But they protect themselves as the inspector by highlighting in their inspection report for the buyer that there could be this pro these problems with seller's home. So again, why do we care? Because in the Form 17, has a question. Your seller is, you know, after the sale fell of one buyer, when they put it back on the market to sell to another buyer, it has to be an accurate Form 17 at that point 
So if the condition or any of their answers should have changed from one buyer to the next, then they're going to have to update their form 17. And in this case, there's at least one question that will require a different answer. Has there been a whole home inspection of the property? A question asks. And even if the seller had previously said yes, there's going to be an updated answer because now it asks if so when. And so they're going to have to identify the date of this sale failed buyer's inspection. And that question has an asterisk beside it. And the instructions on the form say if an asterisk question is answered yes, then you have to attach relevant documents. And if the seller has the inspection report, which now the seller does through whom? Through their listing broker, who was the dual agent in the previous transaction. Then at least arguably, and I can't, I can't tell any seller how they need to complete their Form 17. It's up to them and their seller, but uh, their lawyer, but at least arguably, that seller now has to attach that inspection report drafted to protect the inspector to the seller's Form 17. And any potential buyer who comes along now is going to see the Form 17 and that inspection report before they agree to purchase the property, or if they even offer on the property, considering what the inspector may have said about seller's property, hypothesizing about what could be conditions in an effort to protect inspector's backside. So not telling you not to be a dual agent, and in fact, what I just told you is true when there's a single agent, dual agent. It's also true, however, when there's a designated broker who has both a buyer agent and a listing agent in their office. Because when that sale fails, if that sale fails, remember that the buyer agent had a copy of the inspection report in their firm's transaction folder that their designated broker controls. The listing broker is going to go put that house back on the market. The listing broker is also under the authority of the designated broker who now has a copy of that inspection report in the firm's transaction folder. So dual agency, and again, I, I'm not opposed to dual agency in many cases. In fact, there are certain circumstances where I'm a big fan of dual agency, but it is not without risk to a seller. And listing brokers, you better explain to the seller what the risks of dual agency are before your seller agrees that they will allow you to serve as a dual agent. If you want to hear about any other industry myths, tune into our class entitled Busting Industry Myths. And if you have questions on this topic or any other, ask me a question by visiting warealtor.org. Thank you for being a Washington Realtors member. 